Bum Podcast. Bum Podcast. Virtual podcast. And we're gonna try to bring you what we got. That cool? My Wi-Fi's struggling. I didn't hear any of that. <laughs> you say you didn't even hear that? No. That's I heard wild, Are We Cool man. or something like that. Well, um, I was just saying that we, we, we're still trying to get this um, latent signal, this, this, this virtual podcast from two locations rolling. And so... Yeah, we're so trying to see work, work the kinks out of it. Yeah, getting the kinks out of it. So we'll see, we'll see. So anyway, we, um, today we're gonna be we, we we got another visitor or a visitor or a second time visitor. We never, yes. yeah, revisitor. We got a revisitor. Never had a revisitor before. We got a revisitor this time, Mister Troy Brown. Hello, hello, making history. I'm back again. Back again. Yes, Welcome back. And so good to be back. Good to be back. And so we're gonna we're gonna uh, continue a, a conversation that we had, actually a conversation that never stops. But we talked about strong fathers last time, and so um, Mr. Troy is gonna Mr. Troy gonna be my coach because um, I've, I've I've launched you again, T. And so we're just gonna talk about you know what that might look like, what I should be doing, what should yeah, he gonna give us some advice from the from the voice of a father who has launched two sons. What should we be on the lookout for from a father's standpoint? And what should we be look at on look out from from a son's standpoint? How that sound to you? That sounds well, good to me. Nice way to put it. Yeah. Good uh, way of putting it, right? All right, cool, cool. So um as you all know, uh uh as of last week, was it last week or two weeks ago that you changed addresses, T? Um was it two weeks ago? It couldn't have been um, two weeks ago. No, it was. It was a it was eleventh, yeah. It was eleventh, so yeah. Sixth, that's crazy. That is crazy. That is crazy. So yeah, it's a couple of weeks ago. Um, T T changed your addresses, and so we've been going through the process of weaning ourselves away from each other. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the truth. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> um. Big thing, big thing. Like, like, so we've been vacationing, and so I will, I will give him kudos because this week he surprised me. He came to the vacation spot to bring me my Father's Day card, so that was yeah. really, really cool. I appreciate that. And the card he gave me was really neat. I just hope it's true. They gonna mm-hmm. start listening, but but, <laughs> <laughs> but um, just getting adjusted to to, um, I guess him not being here again, him not being with me again, and watching him um I guess spread his wings. I can't say so as oats, but spread his wings. Spread his wings. Okay. So so getting used to him spreading his wings again and 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 watching it unfold in real time. And so what what Troy what should I be on the lookout for? I think you should be on the lookout of letting them fall. Uh, when I say fall uh, is the the height that you want him to fall because going to be some mistakes he's going to make, but from those mistakes, he will learn from it more so than you advising him on it. Um, one of the things that me and my son we do sometimes he he actually call, man, I don't, I don't want advice. I want you to tell me what you think I should do. I'm not going to tell you what what you should do because if I tell you and if it doesn't work, you're not going to learn from it. It's not a learning lesson. So 
I think you've given him the tools that he's needed to go out and go in the right direction. But then in the same token, T, I think you need to not be prideful or try to make your dad proud by trying to handle stuff that you really don't know about. That's what he's here for. And I think you you all developed that relationship where you can, because he's not going to look at you like you're failing or whatnot. I actually take pride that we have a relationship where you can actually come in, ask me some stuff. Um, so my advice on the father's side, sometimes don't give advice on the son side, come and get advice. Um, really? I think those are two. I, I think that's just a really solid point off the bat. Um, I know I can remember when I first left, there was a lot more, I was more on that side of trying to figure things out on my own. I didn't really, uh, communicate a ton or talk to them a lot. And so they would more so, um, my parents being there, but they would see more of like the outcomes of situations and before they were aware that there was a situation. And I would say, at least I think so. Um, just from these past couple of weeks, there has been a lot more of that balance um, of me uh, asking for help if I need help or asking for advice or an opinion or like the other day with the power went out and we was trying to figure out the power and like I was talking to my mom about hanging some stuff up. So I think... Um, which I feel like we've kind of talked about in the past, but that throughout at least the quarantine, the pandemic and everything, we developed more of that um, that relationship where I, I'm working on interdependence more so than just jumping into independence. And so kind of um, I, I can see how it's really important to find that balance of it's not me trying to do everything on my own and knowing that I can get advice, but still um, getting to the point where I can find a way to to guide myself at the same time. So asking for advice instead of asking for it to be solved and things of that nature, I think that that's a great point. Yeah, and I, and, and, and I was trying to think of a good way to couch that, but I think that might, might have summed it up, is asking for advice, but not, I was thinking not asking for help, but then... I, I mean, you know, not asking not asking for someone to solve it for you, I think it's better. Because I've, I've told you, and I know we've talked about this on podcasts in the past, talked about how I'm no longer your disciplinarian, I'm now your coach, you know? Right. And um, and so with me even articulating that, wanting you, get, wanting you to get to a point where you don't fear, and, and fear is a strong word, but still you're not apprehensive about coming to me and saying, hey, dad, this is going left. And I just want to see, I want to bounce some information off of you and not feeling like I'm going to judge you or not feeling like I'm going to scold you or that kind of thing. And I can't promise you it's going to be a perfect transition, but I, I don't think I've scolded you in a while. Um, I'm going to tell you if I'm disappointed or something in that nature. Oh, wait a minute, you laughing. You think I scolded you? <laughs> no, nah, um, it was just funny that you said that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So just, you know, because I think that that's, that's one of the things that makes for apprehension is if you, you are afraid to go or apprehensive to go to someone because you fear or you don't want to hear what they got to say. You know what I'm saying? Because you think they're going to be judgmental in tone. And I'm not here to be judgmental in tone. Again, at the end of the day, I want you to win. I mean, I'm, 
hands down, I want you to win because if you lose, I lose. And so, and I, I think even me and Mr. Troy was talking about that a little while, uh, a few, uh, a, I mean, a little while ago. Just that whole thing. I mean, as a, as a father, I mean, you being my son, man. I mean, I, you got to win because if you win, if you lose, I lose, and I can't win for you. I just have to have instilled in you the right type of girth, the right type of mm to win, help you develop a strategy to win, and then be on the sideline to coach you as you are coachable. Mm-hmm. So, And I think even, I brought it up briefly, but the other day with the power, I think even that was a good example of at least how I feel things should go based off of what Mr. Troy said. But with the whole, the um, power went out in the back of the apartment, basically. And mm-hmm. so when it went out, the first thing I did was I got a flashlight. I went to the breaker boxes. And I was going through the um, reading the panels and trying to figure out what was going on with these back with these back rooms. And so I tried for a little bit, and I just couldn't figure out what the problem was. So then I then called you. Um, right. And so through talking to you, we were able to figure out that what I was doing wasn't necessarily like what I wasn't doing wasn't incorrect, but there's additional knowledge that I didn't have to know that it was actually a different problem. And right. so right. I think that that had that right balance because I felt good for attempt my attempt at it and doing things based off of the information that I had. But when it came, when it got to be outside of my realm of understanding, I was able to talk to you and clearly even learn for the future what I can do to help with that situation. So I think that was a pretty a small but good example of how, how um, I guess that relationship, what that relationship would look like. Yeah, and, and that's actually a teachable moment because that with that mindset, that also will help you in business and in life in general, even if it's not coming to your dad. If you're at a point where you're just stuck, it's it's good to seek advice from others that that are in a position to give it to you. So, because again, I always said at one point, you know, it's, it's like golf. You can go out there like me and your dad just played. <laughs> you can go out into a driving range and just swing and hurt your back. You because you it just looks like you're swinging, but it's technique to everything. And and, and until you, and you get with a professional, you take lessons or you learn so you can actually get better. And but yet it's still you actually went out there to try it yourself. Because you just can't go by it just from looking at someone else do it. You have to try it yourself. So that goes back to that point. We're here, you know, as fathers, we 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 guide you. And like I said, because your relationship is naturally going to change as you get older, as you become an adult. You know, you're going to be legal. Well, you're legal mm-hmm. now, but you're going to be legal in the law, you know, in a, in a, in a couple right. of months. And no matter how your dad has prepared you until you go through some of those experiences, it's, you'll have a different take of it, just like you just said with the power. You know, now now you know how to deal with it. You know, right. if that situation comes up again, especially if it's the same situation. But thank God you reached out. What if you would have continued to kept trying to fix it and didn't know what you were doing and let's just say electrocuted yourself? So that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying before it gets too late, if it gets to a point, there's nothing wrong with reaching out and actually having a father to come to. That's a blessing in itself. So take advantage of that. So that's that's what I would say would be important. That also will help you advance more in life quicker, if you want to say, because you have that support system. And like I say, and Clarence is at that point, like I said, we, we've changed 
our dynamics force relationship, he's not here to tell you what to do. It's more to coach you, advise you which way to go once you ask for it. Mm-hmm. Or even if you don't ask for it or something, because we still fall to so, <laughs> certain situations <laughs> and we've been your age. Right. But majority of the point, we try to lay back and, and let you drive the car. But if you take a you know a wrong turn, that's the wrong direction, son. Right. And even just exploring that topic of, I guess, that that balance of being individual and knowing where my support system is as well. Um, there's this podcast I watched. Um, the guys, they call themselves The Roommates. But one of the things that they talk about is, uh, well, mainly they're all about improvement. Like, um, like improving on your lifestyle as a man and your virtues, morals, things of that nature, finances, all that kind of stuff. And one of the things that they talk about is um, basically not trying to go at it alone. Um, that really, in order to improve in life, it's it's a team effort. And, and so the way that they, they phrase it is they call it, or they, they say, build your Avengers. Go out and build your Avengers. And so just surrounding yourself and, and being, having people that are good at different things, specializing in different things, and that you can all hold yourselves accountable. And so that whole uh, idea of, um, like, no man is entirely an island of himself. And so that's something that I've definitely had to learn um, because when I first, like my freshman year, especially my freshman year, I was definitely um, acting as if I was an island of myself. Um, Sophomore year, I got a little bit better with it, but I was all about trying to figure out things myself. Like, oh, this is a situation I've experienced let me try that, but it's not really necessarily smart to just go at things um, and just try to rely completely on yourself. Like surround yourself with people that you can trust to give you that kind of inf- uh, information, uh, context for situations. And so knowing that I have just a specific support system that comes from you as my father, uh, I think is great and a critical role in a team, kind of playing the role as a mentor more, more so now. Um, than what you were talking about before as that disciplinarian. And so right. I I think it's it's good to have you as an essential part of my team, sir, I think is what I'm trying to say. I appreciate that, sir. I appreciate that. Um, yes, it's because the, the one thing that, that, that came to my mind when, when um, Troy was talking and then listening to you talking and you actually um, captured it is trust, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, I need you to be to a place <laughs> where you – not just trust me, but trust that when I come to you, I'm not coming to you um, <clears throat> with a hidden agenda, you know? Because as a parent, we can't come with hidden agendas sometimes. But understanding, like, because I know Mr. Troy and I, we talk about, like, how his son at one point said, well, Dad, they don't do stuff like this no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. like, I mean, it, it, was it, uh, was it said? Not, there's nothing new under the sun? Like, there's nothing new under the sun. I don't care how y'all rename it, and y'all not meaning you, but this generation or, you know, even the generation that's after you, you can rename it and repackage it, but it's still the same thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And so um, I am, for me, my way of viewing the world, I view the world in patterns, right? So I don't view instances, individual instances. I view the world in patterns. And so when I talk 
and give broad-based analysis. I give it based upon the patterns that I see and not the individual instances that I see. And the problem with that sometimes is if, if whom I'm talking to, and in this case, it's you, if it is that you are just focusing on the one thing that we're talking about now, you can think I'm coming to you with a hidden agenda. But you have to you have to get to a place where you trust that that's not my that's not my goal because you know who I am you know I see the world in patterns and so when I'm giving advice sometimes it may seem like I have a vendetta against what you're doing right now or a big a huge distaste for what you're doing right now but it's not about right now I, I've always I've always and I told you this I always raise you five to ten years in the future and so what I'm trying to instill in you right now is not for right now you don't have no you have zero problems with living in the right now because you made it to the right now. What you do have problems doing is seeing outside of that picture frame. And that's what I'm here for. I'm here to be the person on the outside of the picture frame to say, hey, no, you don't see that road bump that's coming, but it's it's right there. It's right there. And so be prepared for the road bump because I can't even remove the road bump. And I don't want to move you off the road so you don't hit it. I just want you to be prepared so that when you do hit it, you know how to respond and you don't have to react. All right. A lot of what I'm getting from this is balance, really, because it's yeah. it's almost like a balancing act in like different fronts, like balance between asking for assistance versus trying to figure things out um, for myself. And even what I heard you just speaking on was kind of finding that balance for yourself um, in the role that you play in my life and just balancing between aid and not removing me from moments of growth. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is funny because that, that's also something that we just talked about, how this is a, a big moment of growth right here. Um, I guess changes in life is always a catalyst for change and character, yeah. um, things of that nature. So I, I definitely think it's a, a exciting and crucial time uh, to develop the ability to have relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And 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 that is key. Um is yeah, not wanting to remove you from the situation, but just coach you through the situation. Cause again, I, I'm not I know I'm not gonna always be here. We're all mortal. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I just at the end of the day, and you know for me, I like out of sight, out of mind, but at the end of the day, I wanna make sure that you're okay, you know, and I wanna make sure that you've been put under the right test and passed the right test to be okay. And if I hold you away from those tests, then um, it won't do you any good. Because because one day you're going, because especially if you if you if you're independent minded enough not to come to me for assistance or advice or help, you know, and and you've never been exposed to it with me seeing it, then you 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 you'll go through it and you won't want to come to me for it because you don't know how I'm gonna feel about it, and then you might get to a point of no return. And so I definitely want to hold myself out there as somebody who you can come to even in the midst of hitting road bumps. And I want to see you hit road bumps. Um, and the other thing I want to tell you is I, I, I said this, I mean, I, I used to tell you this years ago, I'm going to tell you how I feel about something. I, I know you as independent minded as you are, you're going to do what you want to do anyway, but I'm going to tell you how I feel about it because I want to be a voice of reason in your head. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and one thing I see about, um, I can't even say, I get youth today, young adults today, you know, not all of them, but a great number of them. Um, they don't have that barometer. They don't have that that silent voice in their head. Critical thinking skills. Well, they don't have critical yeah. thinking skills. No, they don't have yeah. critical thinking skills. <laughs> but they don't have that, that silent voice in their head to 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 balance um, 
am I doing the right thing? Is this what I should be doing? Should I be reserved? Um, because what society is teaching you all nowadays is everything, anything goes and what you want to do, you can do. And I always tell you, I mean, everything that you got the right to do may not be the right thing to do. And so, um, being your father, again, being able to just, I mean, share, share with you that information, but not remove you from the situation or not try to even hit, stop you from doing it, but just share my opinion on it. I would hope even with that, it's just something that adds to that coaching mentality like okay it's in his head so that's all i have to worry about yeah because it goes yeah. back to when we talk uh, we had the first podcast as fathers our main objective is especially having sons but kids in general but our sons in particular because um you know, you're supposed to be the head of the household is to be self-sufficient to be that that's my thing you could be whatever thing whatever you want to be just be self-sufficient. And once we see that you have that in you and that comes for the critical thinking of what we're doing, because have you ever been like in high school, you know, sometimes a teacher give you a test, but she give you the answers to the test. So the only thing you do is memorize it. You develop no critical thinking. So mm-hmm. if a scenario happens and it'd be one thing off from what was what you studied, you can't figure it out mm-hmm. because you, you hadn't been taught how to critic to go through the process of thinking how to work this work the problem out. You just remembered, okay, he told me to do that. And that goes back to why we advise and we don't tell you once you get a certain age what to do because if we keep telling you or solving the problem, you would never know how to solve a problem. So that that basically goes back to that. So again, as fathers and, and like I told you before, I, I dislike when a father forgets his mindset when he was 21. That's why I said some things like, just like Clarence said, you know, it may be packaged different, but it's still the same. You know, mm-hmm. um, you we have y'all got hairstyles coming back. Well, we ain't never had all this dread stuff going on. Nothing, not, not saying wrong with that. Plans. Yeah, that's back in the seventies. That's what. That's but still, yeah, I mean, that's true. It it, it it all revolves and comes back again. So it's just repackaged. So, mm-hmm. but again, once you develop those critical thinking skills and you know how to solve problems, that's when we know. Okay. He's self-sufficient. He knows at least how to approach the problem. You know, because we don't always have the answer. We just approach it different. Okay, what mm-hmm. do we need to do? What steps we need to take? That's what we're trying to teach you all, uh, you know, as, especially as our, as, as our sons. That's the main objective. So kind of pulling from something that each one of you all said. I know, Mr. Troy, you, you said self-sufficiency. And it's funny because... I guess the way that I'm seeing self-sufficiency right now is self-sufficiency doesn't necessarily come from learning and doing everything yourself. Self-sufficiency just comes from uh, knowing how to apply what you have learned uh, and what you have seen, whether that came from just you seeing something or someone telling you. Self-sufficiency is really just you balancing um, what you've taken and what you've experienced in the world and using that and learning when is the time to use what you know. Um, and the reason I say that is is there's a video that I watched, um, I guess, maybe a couple, two, maybe three weeks ago. Uh, it was this guy giving this speech talking about the generation after his. So this might have been, it was all the video. It might have been the generation after y'all's generation. But he was talking about the 
uh, effects of what he called a parentless generation. And what he was saying was that there's no instilling of values and moral codes. Um, and that there's so many people that are out here because of that. Um, you're not taught the right thing to do or how to go about ways or how to interact with people. Uh, and so instead of people learning how to grow together as a society and having, I guess, a basis or a foundation of morals, you have these people that are out here lost with nothing to stand on, no barometer mm -hmm. or anything to go by. And so it causes people to try to, um, I guess, find group thought because they have no basis for independent thought. And so it's it's almost like that's the opposite of self-sufficiency. You need something to model after to be self-sufficient. Other than that, then you're just looking for something to make you feel comfortable in the fact that you could possibly be doing the right thing because other people are doing that. That's real talk. Yeah. And that's and that, that goes goes back to even with what um Mr. Troy was saying about critical thinking. Because that's the that 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 is that, that therein lies the problem. Because we haven't had Say, for instance, like Mr. Troy and I, um, fathers who have been there to allow their sons. Unfortunately, again, and this this is a, a mother versus father or mother. Well, versus not in battle versus, but the way a mother, the, a, a mother sees her role and a father see his role. The mother sees her role as a nature, a nurturer. Right. And that nurturer is somebody who may not want to see their child go through any pain or any stress, right? And so they'll do everything they can to alleviate pain and stress and choice and, uh, you know, an opportunity for failure from the child's life. Not because they're a bad person, but because th that's their role as a nurturer. And that's why I'm a big proponent of two-parent households because the father, on the other hand, is that person that said, hey, I need to kick him down the road a little bit and see if he's going to be able to withstand. Because we're thinking about it from the perspective of we're not, we, A, we're not going to always be in your life in that same role. That's the first thing. B, we may not be able to be in your life in that same role. C, you ain't going to want us in your life in that same role. And so um, from, from, from the mother's perspective, the mother is, is, is going to hold you as close and as tight and as dear as long as possible and protect you from everything. I hear mother say, mother bear. This is my cub and all this kind of stuff. But they don't, they, they are, are, that's their role as a nurturer. But as a father, we have the sight to understand, the, the thought to understand. But yeah, they're not going to always be there. And so we need to make sure that there's enough that's built into them so that A, they don't follow the crowd or, or go to group think like you were just talking about. Or B, they're just not a deer in headlights and frozen when they run into something. Yeah. Basically, almost like we need to teach you how to fish. Right, right. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Teach you how to fish. Mm -hmm. Well, play golf in this matter. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and it's funny because it, we even even using golf as an analogy, I'll tell you about um, Mr. Troy and I, we were playing golf today. Troy's better golf. He's a better golfer than I. I mean, hands down. Um, but I'm a man. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I got proud about my golf swing. And I don't swing bad, but... He was looking at me today and he was like, hold on, stop. Let me share something with you if you listen, right? And he shared it with me and I immediately hit a better shot. 
And so that means even though I'm a man and I'm securing my manhood and I'm securing my swing and everything else, I'm coachable. And there was an immediate result to being coachable. It didn't take anything away from me as being a man. I'm still the head of my household. I'm still your father, right? But I was coachable because he had some information that allowed or helped me to be better in the moment. And that's all we're trying to be for our sons. We, we trying to, if you remain coachable, we have some information that will allow you to be better in the moment. It's not going to diminish who you are as a man. It's not going to diminish you being over your own household. It's just something to help you make a better shot in the moment. I think that was a, a near perfect. Is a better, better golf swing. Now. Oh come on! <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't know if I believe that, Mister Troy. I don't know. I didn't seen him play a few times. You know? <laughs> Uh, I was just saying that I, I think that was a great metaphor. Uh, I think everything that you said about that, just being coachable, um, <laughs> like the the goal of life is to always be progressing and to be always getting better. And so being coachable is your way of doing that, being able to um, be secure in yourself, but not so into yourself that you're not willing to learn from what you see from who is around you and who can influence you in a positive yep. way. And so I think being coachable right. is a huge and a very crucial part of life. So, yeah, I think that was a great metaphor. Well, yeah, that, that just happened today. And I mean, that's real talk. That's, yeah. that's the way it is. You never get to a point. I had a mentor that tell me that you never get too big or too wise to learn from someone else or to learn in general. Never think because no one does, you know, no one's perfect, not mm -hmm. living. So uh, you never get to the point where you know everything or you think you know everything. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's funny because even if you go back to our situation with the um, breaker box, and so I'm going to finish the story so you know and so the listeners will know. The thing was, like, he had gone through the breaker box. He had checked everything to make sure everything was tight, just like I taught him. Right? But the good thing was he didn't say, my dad don't know nothing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He still called me. And so when he called me, I said, okay, go back to the breaker box, check all the breakers. He checked all the breakers. I like, man, just start clicking them off and on. I mean, you know what I'm saying? And he clicked all the breakers off and on, right? And it still didn't solve the problem. But it was one little piece of information that he gave me. And I was like, oh, that happened? Oh, show it to me. Check that. And that solved the problem. And so we were able to together figure it out, even though, mm -hmm. again, he had done everything that I had told him to do. And it was almost as if not, because I mean, I was almost at the point where I said, well, bro, you're going to have to call maintenance. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but again, problem solving together, we was able able to, to make it work. And, and I mean, uh, you haven't lost the power yet since, have you? No, I haven't. No, it's been fine, actually. Oh, okay. So, yeah. so I mean, that's it. I mean, I, I, at, at this point in your life, coming up on your 21st birthday, it's all about collaboration, bro, between you and me. <laughs> Yeah, sir, between you and me. I know that bump pack bump was good, wasn't it? I know. Uh -huh. <laughs> that, yep. Uh, that's the crux of the podcast. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. So, uh, you got the pardon? No, that's it. All right. You got anything, any pardon shots? No, I think that was a great way to, uh, to tie that up between you and me. Between you and me. All right. Bump podcast. Bump podcast. Between you and me. Between you and me. Holla. Allah, peace.